Mike Check 717. This is Eric T. Jones, a.k.a. Brother Jones, and I just need five minutes of your time. Today, I'm going to discuss why some white people are big mad about critical race theory. Now, to be clear, I'm aware it's not just white people that are in an uproar. However, my focus is on white people because that's where the money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides, or where the power resides. If you missed part one of this series, stop what you're doing and go check it out. It's only five minutes. There are three points I want to make regarding critical race theory. Number one, it defines what it means to be white in the United States. Number two, it exposes the false narratives of the United States. And number three, it encourages us to reimagine the United States. Point number one. Critical race theory defines what it means to be white in the United States, and it ain't good. Sociologist Ruth Frankenberg wrote that whiteness is an unmarked or neutral category. But the moment you define them, it's a problem. Man, I get it. If I were a white man, I would be appalled if someone told me my success is because of my privilege. I would be mortified for somebody to imply I'm racist and power hungry. However, the only reason why I would reject this notion is if I grew up in a segregated neighborhood, attended a segregated school, and worked in a segregated organization. That's the reality of so much of America today. We still live segregated lifestyles. And that's why critical race theory is so important. It highlights the perspectives of non-dominant groups and helps us understand how and why white people run things. Point number two. Critical race theory exposes the false narratives of the United States. For instance, in 1894, the United Daughters of the Confederacy was founded. This organization consisted of women from elite antebellum families that promoted the Lost Cause. For those not familiar with the Lost Cause, it's a revisionist history that romanticizes the Confederacy. They claim, number one, the Civil War was about states' rights. And number two, slavery was a benevolent institution. But what we historians know is that the war was about states' rights to enslave blacks. And slavery was not benevolent. Slavery was malevolent. The United Daughters of the Confederacy are significant because they put up Confederate statues across the South and ensured pro-Confederate textbooks were used in Southern public schools. Historian Karen L. Cox argues they made the lost cause about memorialization, which brings me to a story in Jonathan Scott Holloway's book, Jim Crow Wisdom. In this book, Holloway illustrates how the memory of racialized experiences during Jim Crow are passed down generationally. He argues that memories shape identities. For example, it's memories passed down from the Jim Crow era that still inform black people today that they must be twice as good to get half as much. Holloway writes, parents have always told stories about themselves, their families, or their people in order to contextualize their decisions in the present or to prepare future generations for the worlds to come. Even though Holloway was writing about the black community, I would argue there is a Confederate wisdom that gets passed down that preserves the racial hierarchy. And this prepares future generations to deny what's problematic about their whiteness. Critical race theory depicts the United States for what it is, a country whose democracy is predicated on non-whites starting at the bottom and remaining there. Last but not least, point number three, Critical race theory encourages us to reimagine the United States as a country that is truly for the people. 
Can you imagine a society where talking about racism is encouraged? Inequality and equity are considered a bad thing? Unfortunately, some people believe this is the best the United States has to offer, that nothing needs to change. Why would I want to reimagine something that works so well for me? Critical race theory helps us identify the problems with our current system so that we can work toward a real solution. Philosopher Charles Mills wrote a foundational book titled The Racial Contract. He states the racial contract is an epistemology of ignorance, meaning whites will in general be unable to understand the world they themselves made. That's what's so upsetting about critical race theory. They just don't know. I was listening to a 1979 interview with James Baldwin conducted by journalist Sylvia Chase, where he discussed his thoughts on racism. During the interview, he tells Chase, I got nothing against you. I don't know you personally, but I know you historically. So the question I have for white people that are against critical race theory is simply this. Do you know yourself historically? Some white people actually embrace critical race theory. So what's the difference? They know their history and want to do something about it. Well, my five minutes are up. Keep your head on the swivel until next time.